fitness. I think it is so important, Leon, to actually do not just the physical decluttering because I think those two are very they sort of dovetail into one another, right? It's yeah, they do. It's like if you um, declutter your physical space, you know, whether that is your room, your home, your 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 workspace, uh, your office, or your cubicle, even, I feel that instantly you feel that you've got so much control over your your physical world and what's happening in your life day to day less distractions you feel in control of all of that and instantly you want to get more control because isn't that sort of uh, doesn't that tie into the the feel-good chemicals the dopamine yes exactly hey everyone welcome to the rlt podcast where we share some real life tools tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals Welcome back, boys and girls, to a brand new episode of the Real Live Tips podcast. It's a new week. It's a Monday morning. If you're tuning in fresh, if this is your very first episode that you're listening to, welcome. Welcome to a show that might actually change your life, that might actually change your perspective of success. I'm your host, Mono. You're joined by Leon as usual. Welcome back, everyone. Get comfortable. Grab a coffee if you're in the car. Keep your eyes on the road. Yeah, um, very important. <laughs> as Manu said, this is episode number 44, man. Always, always, always awesome to be here recording this for you guys. Uh, we actually end up listening to it as well. We try and practice what we preach. So tonight's going to be no different. And it's actually quite crazy. I mean, the, the last week, Manu and I actually had a chat to me like, listen, it feels as if this working from home setup is going to become a big part of our lives. I don't know about your work environment, etc. But our jobs, for example, has now said that, you know, there's 50-50 back to the office. And that's going to be indefinite. So at the moment, you know, we were pretty much recording from like haphazard home-based studios. And we both decided maybe it's time to just tidy up a bit, put away all the extra pages, Yep. Make things nice and organized. Get a nice environment going. And, you know, I actually spent the better half of this week. I actually bought a plant, man. Can you believe it? I bought wow. not a plastic one. Was not it a, a fake? I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a plastic one. A real plant. And it's still alive. It's still, I counted the leaves. I'm going to count those leaves every week. If it increases, good on me. If it decreases, I'll go get a plastic plant. But um, yeah, so it actually, it's been nice to set up a proper semi-permanent place in the house that will now be my studio going forward as well as, you know, my day job and everything and and other things that I need to do within this space. But it kind of brings us nicely into the topic that we're going to discuss tonight it actually really does and i I mean just before we get into that leon can i just say that here's a little tip that i love plants and uh yeah i feel that it brings a nice atmosphere to it and i went through this exercise but the difficult part is remembering to water them and to look after them right so yeah but yes, you don't fake have plants kids, they don't do the thing. i have to no, water I, I have to water my own <laughs> physical garden my kids you know <laughs> i hear <laughs> i hear you so here's a tip right i got one of these little succulents which is actually really low maintenance man like you water it I don't know. I've watered mine once this year and, and it still survived, man. <laughs> so it it's still survived. It's, it's probably surviving on your sweat uh, and tears. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, no, I absolutely love plants. I don't like fake plants, but sometimes I, I enjoy the fact that it, it stays beautiful 
uh, for for a prolonged yeah. period Just of wash time. Just it with dishwashing but, liquid but, and it but goes. But there's a little there's a little tip, man. But absolutely, I mean, it's one of those weird things that we've been into this whole like COVID pandemic and everything, mm. and working from home. A lot of you guys are probably still thinking that you know what we only worked from home for like the first four or six or eight months, and now we're all back to the office. Everything's all back to normal. But for the rest of the crowd that's sitting out there who who's like us, you know, working in the tech industry, uh, still working from it kind of feels like it's become the new norm and it doesn't look like it's going away like we had a look at the the COVID stats and recovery rates and stuff in South Africa and it almost seems like too good to be true so it almost seems like we're coming out of it now but still businesses are talking about 50 50 workload either either you're working from home half week and then going to the office half week or coming to the office once a month twice a month or as needed, and that's becoming quite normal and now. It, so it kind of makes sense because I mean, at the moment, if you look at production, it's gone up. Hey, eh? it's been through the roof. There's a couple of studies that shown um, oh, yeah. production in many businesses has actually increased over COVID because of the amount of time that you can spend at home, because of the fact that you don't need Focus, to schedule in travel no time. You know, yeah, exactly. In between meetings, you can actually schedule meetings back to back to the point where you actually forget to go to the bathroom yep, sometimes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so and, yeah. And, and, and look, that's not the topic for today at all. <laughs> no. The topic of today is really physical and mental declutter, which mm-hmm. ties in so nicely because looking at not just your workspace at home, maybe your workspace at the office, but also looking at what does your home in general look like physically? It's, it's one of those weird things that sort of creeps up on you over the years and uh, you you start cluttering and, and hoarding and it's not intentional at all. But if you don't put a pin in it, it could spiral out of control. You've all seen those those shows, Hoarders, I think, <laughs> which is which is extreme level. On, We're not talking about that, right? <laughs> but but tonight's all about, you know, the benefits of, of physically and mentally decluttering your yep. life, right? Really freeing up your mind to focus on what is important. So we're going to have a look at this from two different angles. We're going to have a look at the benefits of decluttering physically, but also the benefits of decluttering mentally. We're going to, mm. once again, as always, as we're discussing this, have a dedicated portion to this episode where we're going to be touching on some research, some studies that's going to bring a lot of extremely interesting facts to light Mm. and i think we're going to learn a lot from this episode leanne there's so much that i've got to share on this topic i think there's so much that you can share on this topic as well because we're both extremely organized in a lot of aspects in life especially when it comes to physical clutter right we we constantly want to make sure that the environment that we're sitting in is cleaned up is organized and all that to a certain extent but mental clutter freeing up your mental clutter as well every now and then looking at how can we free up our minds to Mm. focus on the most important things in life yeah and i actually you know to start off with physical decluttering i think i look at my garage for example you know there's two cars stuck in there but then there's also the better half of 20 years of hoarding stuck in there in several boxes, yeah. containers, plastic, uh, you know, Tupperwares and just several different ways to just stick it in a place because you're not ready to let go of it. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is if if you walk in, my neighbor has one of those garages that when you walk in, he's got the two cars, 
He's got his very nice equipment and his tools and everything nice and laid out or in a box and some of it hanging on the wall, nicely labeled and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You just walk into his garage and you think, wow, this dude is organized. And I bet you when he goes into his garage, he doesn't suffocate from anxiety like I do. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you. It's it's probably nice and tiled out and all of that kind of stuff as well, isn't it? Yeah, he's got a tile floor. The walls are not exposed concrete. It's actually painted the same color as the house and i promise you when i walk into his garage everything's got a place i despise the moment that my wife asks me to go and look for this or that that we stuck into a box that's Mm. now in the garage because i know i need to mentally prep myself for uh, at least an hour's worth of frustration to go and eventually pull both cars out of the garage and tip over every single container because they're not labeled there's no mm-hmm. any kind of uh, method to the madness. I have to physically go and dig into everything to find the one little thing. We, for example, put our Christmas tree in the garage. Every year, you know, you've got your Christmas tree up, maybe two months if you're stretching it. And then it needs to go back somewhere. And it's a huge thing. It doesn't really belong in the house. So we end up putting it in the garage. You would mm-hmm. think that's an easy thing to find, right? No, yeah. no not, not in my garage. <laughs> It takes me literally getting the whole place turned upside down just to go and actually find what I'm looking for. But you just got to do what I do, man. Like just leave your Christmas tree up all year round. That's like my Christmas tree is still up from last year. And do what rich people do and buy a new one every year. (laughs) (laughs) No, but literally like I still have all of my... All of my decorations, everything's still on the Christmas tree from last year, and we're entering. Hey, you just you just said you don't like plastic plants. No, man. I hear you. <laughs> In South Africa, we don't have a choice, Leon. Uh, but <laughs> no, but to give you an idea, we're we're in what are we October now, and yeah, so it, it's yeah. nearing Christmas time, and I've got the easiest job this year, man. It's just let's just actually, my girlfriend said let's just at least change some of the decorations. So I was like, well, you're taking it down. I'll help you put the new decorations on. But <laughs> taking it down, I think, sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to decluttering, that's the garage. So it's kind of almost. It feels like it's okay to be a little bit cluttered yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm the type of person, and my wife knows this very well, and she's actually quite the same. But when the house starts just getting a little bit untidy and there's stuff lying around Mm -hmm. that's not in its place, I immediately feel agitated. And not agitated in like I can control it and keep it to myself and I in my own being is, you know, irritable. I start like swearing people and cussing and walking around like really, really, you know, stiff upper lip Uh uh because the place is just untidy. And it's sometimes comes to clutter in that way as well mm-hmm. um you know it's we're living in the 21st century most of our shopping is done remotely and people deliver the stuff i can't tell you how many boxes eventually piles up in one area of the house yeah that for some reason you know i tell my wife let's just throw out the boxes she's like no nah, but maybe you know if it's christmas time we might need a box to put it in or maybe we need a box for the garage again to put stuff in so let's keep the box it's <laughs> clatter and i get so it's almost like i'm suffocating and i'm getting anxious yeah 
And my best way to get rid of anxious is to, to show it out and literally share it with everyone and start cussing and screaming at everyone. That's that's the crazy part, though, is and, and that's looking at it from a physical perspective, but also looking at it from a mental perspective. I think that happens to us so often. And I think it's almost more subtle. It's almost more hidden away from the surface mm. of what it is that we're experiencing and going through in our daily lives is that. You can walk into your house, you can see the physical clutter, you can walk into your garage, you can see the physical clutter and that could agitate you, right? Or frustrate you. But I think a lot of us are walking around with so much mental clutter as well. Your worries, stresses, things that are constantly piling up, things on your to-do list that are just not getting done. I think frustrates me as well that you keep moving it out, keep moving it out. Things like filing taxes and just just filing in general or admin in general or you're just the the basic things that we need to do in our daily lives to the grocery shopping and and then you know maybe there's a tire that needs to get replaced on the car or you know that your car is due for a service but you're just not getting around to it all of this mental clutter as well your things weighing you down on a daily basis are kind of your ones that that fly under the radar. You don't realize yeah. that that's like also everything you just mentioned to, yeah. is giving me anxiety already, because <laughs> uh, they all yeah. applicable to me, and I'm pretty sure they applicable to everyone listening. Like every example you just painted there is stuff that people are permanently yeah. juggling, because those things come around. Visiting right? the in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, visiting in-laws. We have to go back. We have to go see them. It's been six months. You know, it's about yeah. that. Like. It's on that trigger pull time. We have to do it. And it, like car services and paperwork and admin and getting your life insurance in place, checking in with your yeah. physical health check once a year. Mm. All of those things fall to the wayside because they don't feel priority like, yeah. you know, they don't feel like I can put them off for today. I just need to kind of breathe and get through the day and get my work done and maybe, you know, spend some time with my family and then tomorrow I'll have a look. And eventually... Yeah you do that often enough, you start piling up this massive, massive boulder above your head and this weight on your shoulders that's literally, literally dragging you down. And just, I find it almost incapacitating at some times. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's just areas in your life where you find, wow, I've got so many loose ends. I've got so many things that I need to tie up and get done. And I just can't find the time to do it. And that's pretty much what this episode is going to be about is where do you start? How do you address those things? And how do you actually mentally and physically declutter? I think from a physical perspective, the answer is pretty obvious. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to mentally decluttering, Mm -hmm. I, I firmly believe that half of my personality and what I'm going to be like to other people that day depends on how open my mind is to the here and now and how much of my mind is occupied in clutter and things that I'm still busy processing or figuring out or trying to get done. Yeah. And that pretty much determines the outcome of how nice or how bad I'll be that day towards other people or how nasty or not just nasty, but how agitated I'll come across. Exactly. It's because I just have so much going on, but I'm actually not taking any measures to do anything about it. I'm, yeah. I just pile on more stuff to do, you know? I love the fact that you mentioned that because, and, and I actually want to quickly go into, into some research here because this is really going to isolate why it is that we're addressing this topic here tonight, right? Is 
we have to understand that, yes, okay, we all have clutter in our lives, but why is it important? Why doesn't warrant an entire episode and for us to actually address this, right? So here's a couple of interesting facts, right? So there was actually a study that I came across now recently in preparation for this because I really wanted to understand you know, what effect does this clutter have on our lives? Why is it that I love being organized? Why is it that I hate clutter in my workspace, but in other areas of my life, I don't really mind it? Physical clutter or mental clutter? But here's an interesting study, right? So they said here that, and this is from webmd.com, they said that untidy environments often increase stress for most people. Now, yes, of course, we we just mentioned it, that you feel agitated, you feel anxious walking into the garage and you see this clutter. But listen to this. In one study, they say, women who described their homes with positive language had lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol than women who described their homes as cluttered and unfinished, right? So how crazy is that? Because it's actually something happening in your body, you're the stress hormone cortisol that spikes when you describe your home or when you think about images of your home being cluttered versus your people who actually see their homes as neat and tidy and all of that, right? But here's a crazy part. There was another study that actually found that your organized environments are typically linked to healthy choices. However, some disorderly environments could actually promote creativity and fresh ideas. Now, this I don't really understand too well. I was like, mm. I don't really see how that can spike creativity. Maybe it's the way that you maneuver around <laughs> how you still get your work done with all of the distractions. Uh, you, you have to get quite creative with that. But here's the interesting fact, right? The main reason why this warrants an episode is because they say the benefits of decluttering include things like better focus, of course. Uh, I can imagine mm. this because just think about your yeah. workspace. I actually have a flash drive sitting on one of on my desk here in the home office and it's been chilling there for more than two weeks. I don't know. I, I had to copy something <laughs> sometime. And I, you have no yeah. idea how distracting that exactly is. You're in a about. meeting, you're yeah. having a conversation with someone and you start fiddling with it, it and you start playing. It becomes a fidget with, toy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, exactly. And that all of a sudden, you know, breaks your focus or you zone out completely and you forget what someone just said. So yes, I can see how it promotes better focus, right? Here's the other thing. Higher self-esteem. And this makes a lot of sense to me because when you're organized, when you uh, declutter your environment or your home environment, or it's you something just to be proud of, yeah, or even if you spend a Saturday just cleaning your own house, you know, for a change, if you've got <laughs> if you've got a maid that comes in every now and then, just. You're organizing counts, and decluttering. <laughs> no, but organizing, <laughs> spending a Saturday morning to say, today I'm going to you know, organize my garage or today I'm going to do my it filing. It is a great feeling. It is an amazing feeling. All of a yeah. sudden, you feel like you've got control of your own life. You know, you know it, it's it's one of those things um, when, when you actually so yeah you just mentioned if you've got a maid and they do it yes that's one thing the funny thing is i've got a i'm very fortunate i've got a housemate that helps me three times a week yeah to clean everything you know how quickly i dirty the place up just because <laughs> i didn't have to make it clean yes yeah but when you do it yourself damn if my kid comes in there and they just take out a book and leave it on the table i immediately want to whip them but why do you it's think like, our parents uh, forced us to clean our own rooms dude <laughs> exactly <laughs> And I promise you, there's something that feels accomplished mm. when you tied it up for yourself and you feel proud and you feel like this is my space. I'm taking control of this space. Absolutely. And that is an empowering feeling. I mean, you'll know from when we used to work together, 
I'm that dude that would walk into the office every Monday, go grab a screen cleaner detergent. Yep. I'll mm -hmm. grab a table detergent. I'll get two different cloths, one for the screen, one for the table. Mm -hmm. I'll wipe my desk. I'll wipe my screens. And I'll start working. And I promise you, I can't start a week differently. And it's because I could completely and utterly almost focus and I was proud of it. Yeah. Like that's my little workspace. Now, the funny thing is open one of my desk drawers and see what it looks like inside there. <laughs> I have. <laughs> it's a mess, dude. Yeah. Like I would probably find, I don't know, the keys to life existence inside <laughs> of my desk somewhere. The point is not how your process works for being organized or cluttered or decluttered. The point is that you should not be able to sit like you just said about the flash drive on your desk. I know exactly what you talk about. Mm. That one thing on the desk that you kind of, you know, hinker towards when you're in a boring meeting or whatever and lo and behold before you, you you can say something you find yourself fidgeting with this flash drive or fidgeting mm -hmm. with i've got i'm a pocket knife guy so i always have a pocket knife somewhere that i can flick open and close the whole time listening to someone else babbling along but the point is you want to have a space and this is just for a work perspective, but I think that's a very good example because if you can get it right in your work environment, chances are you're going to get it right in your bedroom, your house, everywhere else. And the point is anxiety. It's going to help you lower anxiety, which increases your ability to focus. Mm -hmm. And that increases mental strength, mental focus, mental capacity in order to actually get things done yeah now obviously you know from a physical decluttering perspective i think we've covered enough i think we all need we all know what that means and i think we've all felt that feeling of having a completely uncluttered environment more importantly and i think this is probably what we need to emphasize on for the rest of the episode is talking about mental decluttering yeah um Absolutely. This, I think, is the. This is almost like the demons that no one sees. You know, mm -hmm. that's the little war that's always going on in your head. No one knows about it. No one knows your story. They don't walk in your shoes. They don't know all the things that you are fighting off in your brain and in your mind and things that are piling up. Now, you know, me and you, we listen to a lot of the wisdom from Mr. Deepak Chopra. So. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever sent a shout out to his uh, work, but he's, he's, he's a wonderfully fascinating person. He's got a very calm demeanor about how he goes about everything. He's extremely good at um, explaining and um, isolating and showcasing the benefits of being mindful in life and in everything that you do. He did a bit of a write-up around mental declutter and what that basically means but mental decluttering basically means that there's stuff going on in your head it really doesn't matter what that stuff is it might be a fight that you just had with your wife it might be a family feud that's been going on for long that you know how to resolve but there's just no one's taking any action to resolve it it might be that you are busy applying for a home and you are super worried about everything falling in place and finances being approved and things like that it might be financial things that's going on in your head it might be um, career-driven problems that you are worried about etc so it's either mm. focusing permanently focusing on negative thoughts things that can go wrong and i think i mentioned this in a previous episode but it seems as if for every negative feeling or thought 
it's almost like you need to get 15 positive thoughts to kind of drown that negative yeah. thought out. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, I've definitely seen that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's super strange. Like negative just seems to trump positive mm-hmm. every day of the week. You can have the best life with the best kids, with the best dog going to the best schools, not the ki- dogs, obviously <laughs> the kids. <laughs> Maybe the dogs too. <laughs> But then you can have one problem in your finances and it kind of drowns out all of your happiness. It's, it's yeah. super, super unfortunate and it's really unfair. But anyways, it, it, worrying about things that's usually outside of your control as well. I think we spoke about this in a previous episode as well mm. where I mentioned that I've learned this very, very difficult to learn skill. Actually, I haven't perfected the art. But... I'm trying these days to not stress and worry too much or give things space in my life and in my time that I can do nothing about. Yeah. Imagine all of us have to continuously stress about COVID. I think we all stressed in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Most of us got over it and now we're continuing with our lives. We mm-hmm. realize that this is here to stay, etc. But I promise you, there's probably still people out there that's so threatened by existential risk and things like pandemics that they are paralyzed by it yeah and it's just nothing you can really do about it Uh, there's obviously the purists that will say yeah you can start a movement and create awareness and all of those fluffy Mm. things but at the end of the day there's really nothing much you can do about it he talks about Holding on to negative emotions and experiences, including resentment, past hurt, anger, and sadness. We've spoken that's about this very, in, in very, episodes before. That's a very good one, yeah. Unresolved issues. Dude, I think all of us have gone through some area in your life where you either caused harm to someone or they caused harm to you. And mm-hmm. you still have pain or hurt or resentment or sadness or shame and blame for yourself or the person those are just things that are mentally killing you. Yeah, that's a very interesting point there, Leon. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I, even if you have a look at just holding on to, to grudges, right? I think yeah, so many of us, it's, it's weird, man, because... And we all have them. Yeah, we've been out of school for such a long time. But don't you, don't you remember a time, even years, maybe in some cases decades, that you still hold on to a grudge because it's something that someone said to you or did to you in school. I still or, do. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's decades later, man. Like we don't yeah. ever want to admit this to ourselves, but I'm pretty sure and I've encountered so many people who still hold on to grudges of you know, people that they used to deal with in their past work experience or the previous company or, but even dating back to as far as high school. You know, it's worse. I've actually seen... People that were somehow duped or uh, maybe insulted so badly for one thing, maybe. Maybe they were overweight in school. Maybe Mm. they had acne. I've seen grown-ups that have faced these like really bad comments and things in in, in school time that now still have major insecurities and bad um, self-image of themselves because mm. of things that happened in school and you know the funny thing is you you usually outgrow these things so no none of those people still exude those aspects like yeah. maybe acne or mm-hmm. obesity whatever it might be most of them are now out outgrown those things but they they still remember those days that person the day the time of day what they had for breakfast what they were wearing they can probably tell you in detail what happened that day. And it's just, these are all small little things that 
if you add them together, they become this huge weight that's on your shoulder. It really is. I think I've experienced this in the past as well, where I had this one specific kid in high school who was, ugh, let's just call it as it is, a, a proper bully, you know, like just really going around, throwing his weight around yeah. and all of that. We had a massive falling out, beat me up a couple of times and all that. Fast forward uh, years later, I'm like obviously I still always held that grudge. And the one day I actually bumped into this kid and it was in a in a local park i was chilling with friends having a braai or something like that and he came up to me and he's like oh yes sir please can i have 20 bucks or something like that and he, then he recognized yeah. me and he was instantly like mono is that you and instantly you know, he said i was like dude i don't even know who you are or anything and he explained he told me his name and all that and instantly i remembered him and um, he said to me, I'm so sorry that I was the biggest douchebag um, in school. I had so much stuff going on at home. I had so much going mm. on in my life and I had so many insecurities and I had to just take that out on other people. But I've, I realized years later that you know, it wasn't the right way to, to act in those type of situations and to take it out on other people. And, you know, I carried that along with me for years afterwards up until that day and instantly I could just... Yo, let it go. I could completely yeah. just declutter my mind from that full experience. I think it is so important, Leon, to actually do not just the physical decluttering because I think those two are very, they sort of dovetail into one another, right? It's, yeah, they do. It's like if you um, declutter your physical space, you know, whether that is your room, your home, your, your, your workspace, uh, your office, or your cubicle even, I feel that instantly you feel that you've got so much control over your your physical world and what's happening in your life day to day, less distractions, yeah, you feel in control of all of that. And instantly you want to get more control because isn't that sort of, uh, doesn't that tie into the, the feel good chemicals, the dopamine Yes, exactly. You know, that spikes all of a sudden because you've accomplished something now and you feel good about that. So it sort of snowballs into the, the mental declutter as well, but it is absolutely interesting to, to focus on, the importance of decluttering, the fact that you, you, all of these benefits that rest within the decluttering mm. in and of itself. Leon, absolutely interesting. I think it's time for the real life tips. <laughs> You're just getting better at this. <laughs> for I'm practicing today. my beatbox in the shower, man. Yes, I'm yeah, it's getting like every good. <laughs> every time. I, I'm, I'm so eager to hear what you're going to come up with. Yeah. So time for the real life tips, Leon. And yeah. what we're going to be doing is... Now that we understand the importance of physical declutter, now that we understand the importance of mental declutter and how these two things tie in, the benefits of it, let's find out how exactly can we go about decluttering. Now, Leanne, you've gone through multiple exercises, so you're actually the best person to ask about physical decluttering. Uh, but if you have some tips on, on mental decluttering, I'm going to hand this over to you. Share some tips, drop some knowledge. Last week, yeah. you definitely took the tip crown. You dropped some really good ones. So I'm expecting nothing <laughs> less from you this week, Leon. Hit us with your tips. Yeah, so for for once, I, look, I'm going to definitely claim the tip crown this week. I've got so many tips oh, here. and Getting cocky I need to, now. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say it out right now. So there's 
a lot of what we've just spoken about, and I think it's quite obvious of what those things are. So we've let quite a bit of space open for talking about tips and how to actually address the, or, you know, how to get through to decluttering. Absolutely. Now, yeah. as I mentioned, there's a yeah. lot of knowledge out there. There's a lot of things that you can just Google in order to find out exactly what you need to do. But I've kind of broken it down to the things that I feel are very, very effective at helping you find a way and time to declutter. Now, the one thing is, and, and this is going to shock you because we spoke about my bad sleeping habits. Yeah. And I've improved those sleeping habits over the last couple of weeks. And I, it's weird how sleep, I, I want to call it underrated, but not underrated from a, like someone wrote something about underrated, but underrated from a Leon's, it's underrated version. I've noticed that when I sleep more, many things apart from just being alert and cognizant and able to focus many other things uh kind of sorts itself out and gives me time to it's i don't know if you i don't know if you may be subconsciously organizing your life during your sleep or whatever but i would wake up sometimes from good sleep and just wake up completely having sorted out some issues in my head and having just a new fresh angle on things that were bothering me or waking up it's almost like every day it feels yeah. as if i can wake up with a new perspective on certain small issues like not everything in life but few that, things that's interesting because i actually did read or hear something somewhere where they did mention that this is probably the reason the saying exists sleep on it mm. because yes. there's something that actually happens with your mind discarding all of the unnecessary you know not just the unnecessary information but also letting go of the emotion tied into a lot mm. of your decision making or stress and all of that kind of stuff so uh, whatever is important stays behind and moves into the next day's memory and that's how you start resolving a lot of or addressing exactly. a lot of issues yeah I, i'll give you an example have you ever left a work day where you had three or four pressing matters and for some reason that day you couldn't resolve all four, yeah. all four. Mm -hmm. Maybe there were two that you couldn't resolve. You almost feel that entire evening making dinner, supper, you can't speak to your wife. She's like, where are you? You're not here. Mm -hmm. You're always like there, still at work, trying to sort those things out. How many times have you woken up the next morning and you solved both problems in it's your sleep? Almost instantly, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Every single time. Or even just right? responding to a difficult customer or a difficult email or something like that. Everything. And you're just like, I Any don't know how I'm going to respond to this. Mm. Correct. Now that's so that's tip one get sleep love it all right cool. how and where and where, how often and for how long i don't i don't have the answer to all of those things make sure that you get in enough sleep mm -hmm. it's somehow just have a way to go and go to those subconscious things that are bearing you down and help you sort them out it's super effective the next thing kind of ties into it <laughs> something that's better than sleep while you're awake is meditation Mm -hmm. So it's almost like going into the, I think almost into the same state of serenity as you have with sleep, but doing it completely alert is meditation. If you are, and, and, and meditation is something that I kind of never understood. I, I always, I was a naysayer. I was like, no man, this seems like a complete <laughs> waste of time. Yeah. I think I've even said it on the show. <laughs> and, um, um, I know that there's good in it because I know a lot of people are behind it. I just th always thought I'm not the guy for it. And I must still admit, I don't get through to it as much as I want to. But every time 
where I feel completely flooded, mm. I'll go and try and do some meditation. And if you can get meditation done correctly, and everyone that know, that does meditation knows exactly what I mean about, you have to, you'll know when meditation works. Mm. You'll instantly realize like, wow, I just went into like real proper meditation that time around. But that gives you almost a third person view of all your surroundings, physical and mental. Mm -hmm. And almost as if you then are a marionette and you can kind of put the little boxes in its place and work things out very systematically and very effectively. And when you come out of that state, you'll immediately know what to do. It's extremely profound when it works. It's super difficult you have to practice meditation. Everyone will tell you that. You can't just go take one class on Headspace and you're going to instantly get full meditational power out of that. It takes. You'll enjoy the first session if you're mm -hmm. into it, but it will take like a week to feel, wow, I think I just went into like a bit of a trance there. And I promise you those moments also allow you a lot of time and space to actually address the issues. The second, uh, sorry, my third tip, I've only got four, so I'm not going to keep this too long. I've got four <laughs> tips. Yeah. There's a lot of other tips, but there's uh, two more that are extremely, extremely important that I want to actually quickly go over. It's two things. Set priorities and reduce multitasking. And mm. this is something I suck at. I don't set priorities because my life is so busy. I don't even have time to set priorities and lists and things like that. But go and isolate the things that are super important. Forget about the things that are not important. The things that are not important, if they are actually important, they'll eventually become top priorities, right? So if it's something that you have to get to, but you don't need to do it now, eventually it's going to become pressing enough that you have to do it. So move those things to the side and set your priorities straight and only focus on the things that are extremely important, like burning houses that you need to extinguish right now and forget about the other things because that is what is actual mental clutter. It's other stuff that you still need to do and reduce the multitasking factor. Now, this is something that, again, I suck at. Yeah. I want to do a thousand things all day. <laughs> and then I do everything yeah. half-assed mm -hmm. and most of my work that I put out and not just work in my like physical sense of like mm -hmm. my career, everything I do feels haphazard and half-assed, like it's not properly done. That's that's insane because it's almost, you know, the way that I picture it as you describe it is almost like a browser tab, right? So you've got, or a browser window. So imagine you've got your browser yes. open and you've got Facebook and you've got, so it's multitasking, but it the program needs to remember you know, that you're still on this website, you're still on that webpage, you're yes. still on this webpage. And to me, that also feels like mental clutter. It's like, I'm doing a little bit of this, but I constantly have to put a pin in it and then quickly jump to this task, put a pin in that, jump to the next task. And now all of a sudden you're flooded with these little pins that you have to go back to the whole time. Yep. And that's not effective. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. If you start multitasking, in my opinion, you start diluting the quality of every single aspect of yeah. everything that you're busy with 
focus on one thing at a time the most i, I call them burn burning houses so the most <laughs> i don't know flaming lamborghini burning houses get them done first and yeah. then move on to the next thing so that you can do it proper yeah if you split it across five things and you dilute your energy and your you know focus and effort and quality over five things all five things will get done but they might get done poorly mm-hmm. and the last tip and this is probably the best thing i've ever seen in my life this is probably the tip that i'm going to immediately and i didn't get this tip from myself these are you know research topics after all yeah but think about this for a second schedule time to worry that's insane (laughs) (laughs) that that was like a proper mic drop moment again thanks mr deepak chopra but schedule time to worry if you find that you are permanently worrying about things and that's things that that's me i permanently have worries in my head about many things. It's not like life-threatening stuff. It's just, I don't know, like career things, children things, accomplishments, mm. things that I want to still do in life and I can't get there and blah, 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 blah. You know, we're always worrying. Stop mm. doing that. Like focus on the now, get into the now, give your full attention, don't multitask. But then if you feel there are enough things to still be a little bit worried about, go every day and say from five till six in the morning, or five till six in the evening, or wherever, doesn't matter for one hour i'm going to worry i'm going to pull these things to the surface i'm going to talk to them address them see what other you know steps i can take towards maybe getting some of these worries out Mm. which of them can i address which of them are pie in the sky dreams and i can't really stress about them too much now and start whittling down that worry list but give that one hour space if you want to cry or scream or you know cuss or swear or talk to a, a priest, or speak to a friend, whatever's necessary, but give it its one hour in a day of sunlight to let itself out, and then shut it down. Wow. And this is going to take practice. Yeah, This is going to take mindfulness and practice, uh, mind over matter to get this done. But that, I think, and I haven't tried this, this is a fresh tip for me as well, but I think that can change your life. That is insane. That is indeed a mic drop tip, man. Um, honestly, I think I've never thought about it like that. It's like we always try and avoid worrying, at least me, man. Like I, I always tell myself, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Mm. Everything's going to work itself out eventually. Uh, you just believe in fate, you know. You are where you're yeah, supposed to be. exactly. Keep suppressed. Keep suppressing. Exactly, it. yeah. And you just keep pushing and pushing and you'll eventually end up where you want to be but you can't suppress that feeling um we, we touched a little bit on this in the it's last episode as well yeah it, the suppression doesn't help it doesn't resolve any issues so giving it its time and space to actually manifest, manifest yeah manifests itself and then you can stress about that and worry about it but give it its dedicated time that's a, that's mm. beautiful man i love that so four tips in there i think from my side so you came in from a mental your declutter, which is beautiful because the two tips that I'll quickly drop in here is really primarily just focusing on physical declutter. Cool. Now, the physical declutter that has worked for me and somewhere in my life, I started adopting this maybe about seven or eight years ago. I decided, you know what? I cannot live like this. I need to feel that I've got more control over my life. And if I declutter my physical workspaces and and home environment, I feel better about myself. I feel in control of my life, right? So I discovered something that really, really helped a lot. And it was pretty crazy when someone told me this is, have you used it in the last year? If you haven't, chuck it away. 
And I like we're both yeah. in tech, and I've probably gathered a ton of boxes and boxes of computer parts and PC spares and stuff in case I'm gonna need them one day. And if somebody came up to me and told me, "You gotta chuck that away if you haven't used it in the last year," the first time I heard that, I was like, "There is no way." But one day is one day, and I decided, you know what? I cannot live like this anymore. I have to chuck these things. I ended up doing it. The worst thing happens is Murphy's Law. A week after you chuck it, you find a use for it. But you know what? Deal with it. Deal with it when that happens. But employing that specific mindset of saying, if you haven't used it in a year, chuck it because you're not going to use it. All right. That worked for me in terms of physical declutter. My second tip is in terms of just habits, just basic morning habits. So something that has always worked for me, especially working from home, seeing as that we started the topic on, you know, this might become the new norm. Uh, we might spend more time working from home than actually working from the office. If you, if that resonates with you, then this is what I do. The mornings, every single morning when I come in, I organize my desk. It's something that even if there's something a little bit out of place, Yo, that one thing might become two things, might become three things ending up on your desk or in your environment or in your office space or in your cubicle, even if you're at work. Every single morning, the first thing I do is I organize my desk. Before I get started with anything, no matter how stressed I am about the day, no matter how urgent my tasks are for that morning, I take two minutes and I literally just organize my desk, all right? If that is just organizing your home in the morning, if you're working from home, you're getting the dishes done or something silly like that, those things really, really add up and they really do help yeah, a do. lot. So just basic, basic habits, morning habits, afternoon habits, maybe if you wrap up your last tasks for the day, send your last email, just tidying up and organizing your desk, simple, simple things but it really does add up at the end of the day. It does. Bian, I loved your tips. Those are my two only tips. So just to quickly summarize, we dropped six tips in here. I'm going to quickly recap. Number one, yeah, sleep. This was, this was a tip. <laughs> this episode, is a tip. Episode. But we did this for a purpose, right? Because it's not just about yeah. understanding the reason behind it, but it's also understanding how can you apply it to your life? How can you fix, can it? You fix it? Right. Yeah. So six tips in here. Number one, sleep is extremely important. Number two, yeah. meditation. If you're not into meditation, get into meditation or at least try it out because that could actually Give help. Give it a go. I was a complete naysayer yeah. myself. I couldn't. I, I, I thought it was a way to... It, it, it almost felt like an excuse to sit and do nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, it feels unnatural. I spoke in a lot of... <laughs> exactly. I spoke in many of the episodes how time is currency and it's finite and you know you can't burn through time by sitting around and meditating and sleeping i now <laughs> i almost want to swallow my old ways and say that actually sleep and meditation those two things go really well yeah. hand in hand and they buy you more than you actually lose in the time that you have to spend doing them. absolutely all right so those are the first two number three set priorities and reduce multitasking because that doesn't work yep. for anyone then we've also mm. got number four which is schedule time to worry absolute mic drop tip there schedule your time mm. to worry you know whether you like it or not you will stress out about life and just if you set aside some time for you to actually sit down and worry about everything all at once you're batching everything and that's awesome right number five mm. physical declutter Anything that you haven't used in the last year, get rid of it. Simple as that. No questions asked. This yeah. works for me. And it also works if you're moving around a lot, if you're renting and you know that you're not going to stay there for the rest of your life, that's going to help you 
immensely, right? Number six, yeah. uh, work on your morning habits or just habits in general, right? Organizing in the morning, organizing uh, in the evening when you wrap up your daily tasks. Those are your six tips. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Physical and mental declutter, how to free up your mind to focus on what is important. I hope you guys have derived some great value from this episode. I've certainly enjoyed recording this, Leon. Physical and mental declutter, man. Extremely, extremely important. So if you enjoyed this episode, remember to go ahead and rate and review us. We're really trying to expand the show We will love to see you guys back here. If this was the first episode that you've joined, welcome. Welcome to the community. Feel free to reach out to us. (laughs) We're here. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your feedback. With that being said, I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. This is me signing off mono. We're joined by Leon as usual. Thank you so much. Very, very nice uh, episode. I'm actually going to go and try and apply some of those new tips and things in my life this week. So I challenge you, do the same and get in touch with us. Tell us about your experiences and what you like about the show. With that said, I'm Leon signing off. We'll chat to you guys next week with another good episode. Stay safe. Cheers. Bye. What's up, guys and girls? If you've derived some great value from our show thus far, please take a second to rate and review us on the platform that you're tuned in on. This will really help us to grow the show and reach more and more people to spread the positivity and change more and more lives. So it will literally just take you a second to rate and review us, and who knows, perhaps you could directly be responsible for changing someone's life today. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Until then, cheers.